Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Oe, hydrated by Hairy Man Brewery. And we are at Womp Camp 2022 and we have a very special guest in the studio all the way from Victoria, Andre Gregory. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, gentlemen. Oh, mate, what's going on with your microphone? No, no, it's one off. second, one second. Ah, uh, you're gonna have to do it yeah. again. Have a go, have a go. Fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Andre. How you doing, mate? Good, good. Are you can edit that out or not? No, I'll leave that. In. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get them. Yeah, that's you right. You tell them you're going to edit it out, and then you leave it in. Yeah, anyone oh, would have thought you. that uh, you were still on the mid-strength, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my opening comment now. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Stuck with it. Uh, Andre, tell us a bit about yourself because we don't um, we don't really know you. I mean, you're a new face on the scene for us anyway. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, where you hail from, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually had an army upbringing. So 18 houses in the first 21 years of my life. Sure, and no matter where we lived, like we lived all over Australia. I lived in Israel for a year, Germany for two years. But um, Kangaroo Island, South Australia was actually our base. So when I was born, my um, parents built a little redwood stilt kit home there. And basically, I'd say that's where my passion with body surfing came in as well because no matter where we lived we'd always go back for two three months and i basically learned how to swim there in the rock pools of pennington bay and yeah sensational grew from there and when you you were a young bloke getting into the water for the first time were you just sort of chucking yourself into waves did you have any flippers or anything like that going on back then no fins no boogie boards it was always just um pretty much boardies, maybe a weddy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't start using fins until about seven years ago. Wow, okay. So, yeah. And what fin- were they? <laughs> what did you uh, use? Actually, actually, I lie. I, I probably had fins about 13 years ago and they were stealth, the real long ones. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah and that scarred me for another five years and I didn't <laughs> use fins. Couldn't, couldn't walk forwards in them, couldn't walk backwards in them, couldn't swim in them. They, you know... They'd get stuck on the sandbars. They didn't feel right in the surf. And, um, yeah, they're still hanging up in my shed now. They got used twice, I reckon, and and that was it. And then it was five years later, I went on a holiday to Hawaii, and that's where I bought my first ever Defins, and that was sensational. Like, every night, just um, running down for a sunset session, absolutely brilliant. Wow, so you, you were able to purchase uh, some Defin fins in Hawaii. In what, Hawaii. What, what were the actual fins? Do you remember what colour or model they were? They were the grey and orange ones. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think they're the ScoMo edition. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a picture of ScoMo with those fins. Um, so when was that trip to Hawaii? Oh, um Seven, seven years I reckon, ago. Seven years ago. Okay, and yeah. and and that's when I guess you probably stepped up your game a little bit and started taking yeah. your body surfing a bit more serious. Absolutely, because I I'd always go into big surf and stuff like that, but it would always be shore break or or just past standing depth, um, and never had a hand plane either. So I always called it naked. So we'd always go body surfing naked yeah. and, and just <laughs> mucking around in the shore break, and because of that, I I had a different technique where. I'd kind of hydroplane on both hands and, yeah. and still oh, yeah. be able to turn left, turn right, but get. I'd only lead 
left or right if it was a real steep bank. Otherwise, I'd basically hydroplane both hands underneath, you know, tilt it upwards mm. and, and then just turn and steer and carve around people. And mm. It was absolutely, yeah, it so was you, cool. So you bring your Defins back from Hawaii. Yeah. Where's the first place in Australia you took them? Uh, it would have been Torquay, right. which is currently hometown. So I'm, I'm based in Melbourne, mm-hmm. but I've, I'm Torquay every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, so that's where I would have taken them out. It would have been perhaps Torquay Main Beach. Yeah. And, and s- then as soon as I had the fins, then I was hitting the rips like the surfers, just going straight yeah. out the back, getting pumping waves and thinking to myself, how come I didn't do this for the last mm. 25 years? <laughs> it, it just upped the game totally. And what's the scene like down there? What's the body surfing scene like? Real small body surfing scene. It, it's basically you see the clubbies go in every weekend. So you've got all your 60, 70-year-olds and they're all in the shore break. They're all standing deaf, just catching that shore break, basically. Um, we've got a, a group now, Southern Ocean Scavengers, with probably... Five active members, maybe nine or up, but there's there'll be you know three or four of us that regularly go out every weekend. And so, how did the the passion grow? Like, how did you get to um, just jumping in to then going to Hawaii? Like, what? Why did body surfing click for you? Well, what, like, why did it go? Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm going to pursue that. I, I think again because of the army upbringing. Um, my brother and I. I don't know if. We didn't have boogie boards because we didn't have money for it. I don't know what it was, but, you know, we, we lived in Sydney for two years as kids and Coogee was our main break. And that's all I wanted to do was go to Coogee and body surf. Mm. And it just just grew from there. But um, so my brother's, he's lived in different states as well. To me, probably Perth. Um, Anyway, long long story short, we always catch up on Kangaroo Island and what we want to do is just body surf mm. and we'll, we'll spend all of our catch-ups just having an epic time. When he was in Perth, we'd, we'd go to Scarborough and, yeah, just get pitted, Now we, know, we, we normally ask our guests, you know, what's in, in your floppy bucket, but I think mm. it's a bit redundant with you. We already know you've you got the Defins, but you're also the CEO of Wampa Handplanes. Absolutely. Talk us through how this came about. So Wampa Handplanes... Making a hand plane, it's been a dream of mine for ages. Um, six years ago, I moved to Singapore for nine months. My, my wife got a secondment. I quit work. I had nine months off with the kids. Oh. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and there was a company over there called Green Toys. And I just kept saying, how cool would it be to have a recycled hand plane? Now, I know Ricky and WAW beat, beat me to it, but I, I think it's the way of the future anyway. And, you know, it should be sustainable timber. It should be recycled plastic. Um, and that was when I saw those green toys, that was when I wanted to do it. Um, I was slow off for Mark. It wasn't till COVID where I went, oh, it's now or never. Mm. You know, I just... I keep putting it off um and one of the other reasons why i wanted to make a hand plane was i always found the big hand planes like really hindered me you'd have to swim awkwardly one hand out the front just swim with one hand i couldn't take off properly i'd try and get the hand plane hand out and and there'd be too much drag because they're too long and you know it just 
basically I wanted a hand playing um, that was intuitive, that that as naked as possible, as small mm. as possible, didn't hinder me. I could duck dive, do dolphin takeoffs, assist with the swimming, and and yeah, I probably spent three years R and Ding, so just prototyping, three D printing. So the 3D prints would be like a 120 to 200 dollars each time, and then just tweak it. Initially had sharp, you know, kind of square edges, and and yeah, just kept kept tweaking it, and went from there. Can you talk us through the design a little bit, and and how you came to some of the decisions you've made yeah, for the hand ab- plane? Absolutely. So I basically I wanted it hand side size. I didn't want it to go past the wrist. Mm-hmm. That way you, you had that flexibility. Um, basically, I wanted it as small as possible, but still to give you that assistance, the lift, the hold, hold the line, mm. all the rest of it. And then because it is so short, I just had a bit of fun with the pintail. I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing any other hand planes with pintails. Let's chuck a little pintail on there. Because initially I was going to cut it concave. Mm. Um, but you can get away with it just because it's it's so short, basically. And yeah, and the thickness of it is it's actually quite thin. I, yeah. I think of someone like a real thin, yeah. real light. A, a real like a, a relatively well known um, designer in Ecto have the the metal fly yeah, fish, the fly which fish. is very thin. It's slightly thicker than your your plane, slightly yeah. thicker than that. Yeah. Um, how do you think it? Uh, helps in the water. Well, what makes it different than some of the other uh, hand planes on the market? I think of another recycled yep. plane like the Badfish, yep. which is much thicker, probably and, uh, quite a lot heavier as well. Yeah. How, how does it operate differently? Um, yeah, well, to be fair, I actually bought two of the um, WAW Badfish just because it's such a fantastic idea and, and good for the environment. Um, but just personally, I, I did. I found them too thick and, and too heavy. But then, mm. you know, everyone's got a different style. Everyone enjoys different hand planes, um, and and I saw my little niche in in the market having something super light, super small, unencumbered. So it it's basically at its thickest, it's five mil tapers off to three mil at the front. It's got your your concave, mm. you know. It, it cuts a good rail. It holds the line. Um, yeah, and you know what? I'm just absolutely stoked seeing other boys out there. Mm. The start of Womp Camp, well, before Womp, the official Womp Camp, so Friday morning, we had um, myself, Hipto, Uga, Robs, and my mate Roger, and we are all just out there on Wampers oh, right. having an absolute ball and... You know, it was a nice little left and, and everyone was just getting in the pocket, getting pitted. Yeah, did, you get, did you get any photos for like promotional we, material? We did, we did. We did get photos. So my mate Roger's here with his digital SOR and he's documenting. He's going to make a, a little mini doco of the Womp Camp. Nice. But also he's filming on, on slow-mo. So I'm hoping to get, mm. you know, lots of four or five second snippets and um because my my insta is basically it's lacking material so <laughs> content is king mate. yeah yep so content is king that's it i'm hoping to get a bit of content out of, out of this trip and then mate some of the pumping waves that we've had mm, oh, big it's time. been been brilliant yeah it's been really yeah, good lighthouse and then boom it's oh yeah this oh, this, after, this morning session. and this afternoon it was yeah, yeah it was good stuff yeah, it um, was on. speaking about content being king we just uh spoke yeah. to 
uh, Rich Evans, and he's he's got a Wampa. Yeah, Rich is awesome. And we've got a tiny little grab. We don't, we can't, or maybe we could yeah. do it in post, but we won't. Uh, <laughs> we're not that technical. Um, <laughs> but uh, Rich is speaking about your hand plane, and um, yeah, he's stoked on it. He loves it. Yeah, and awesome. so you can, we'll send you that audio, mate. You'll be able to use that. <laughs> yeah, that would be <laughs> sensational. And, and that just, just hypes me up about it. As well, like, you know, seeing the boys using it and, and people getting stoked on it. Mm. Just, I, don't know. I think the, the, the coolest thing about having your own company is assembling your team. Have you made any big sign-ins, any big sponsorship deals? There haven't been any sign-ins or sponsorship deals at the moment. I've just been slammed work-wise, commercial construction, Sparky. I've been doing a kitchen reno at the same time, so till 11 every night. You know, the uh, the content's been dropping off, so I've just got to ramp it back up. Launched it uh, at, at the end of last year, just before Christmas, um, and, and it's been good. I've, I've, I've made a few sales, but now I've got to, got to start ramping it up again and, and getting the interest out there in the stoke. Is there anyone at a Womp Camp that's caught your eye that you might, oh, I might, I might have a chat to them and see if I can sign them up? Oh, I... Yeah, I haven't even contemplated it. See, I'm not that savvy. <laughs> no, we've done deals in the past on Womp Camp. They don't, yeah. they don't live out. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. tell us a little I've bit. Had, I've had a sale though, which was good. It was like the very first <laughs> That's day. That's good. Bang, some, someone was into it. So oh, it was actually um, Evan Hipto's mate. So he, he was a shortboard rider and then he got into matting. He's been matting for a year. <laughs> And that very first Friday morning session here out at, at Treachery, that was his first time ever body surfing. Yeah, wow. and, and he grabbed the Wampa and he said out of all the sessions that he's had, that first session at Treachery was still his favourite and being pitted on the hand plane. Yeah. Well, they're down in Victoria as well. Are you guys yeah. close by? I'd never met Evan before, but, yep. but yeah, he's near the um, Tullatub in Vic. Hipto's in Torquay, mm. so you know close close enough basically. But this is the first time I met Evan. Hipto and I we go out fairly regularly. I've got a a really good mate in Victoria Piers, and with Piers we we hit all predominantly just the two of us, but hit the big breaks. So um, you know, Rincon, Bell's Bowl, Winky, Southside. My absolute go-to is 13th Beach Beacons, and that's, you know, four or five foot pumping. It's magic. It's just perfect A-frames. The right's a bit a bit fat and rolly, and the surfers love carving on it. The, the left is just gun it and mm. get some cover time, and it's brilliant. It's a reef break, and the sandbar builds out just... Just behind the reef. And how is it surfing down there? I mean, the the water's cold. cold. It, it, yeah. it comes off the uh, the Antarctic. And yeah, she's I, fresh. I was down there uh, not too long ago with, with a friend and we were on the other side of the bay, uh, on the Mornington side, and went right down to the opening of the bay and there is a freight train. I do not know what the break is called, um, but it's hollow, it's slow, it's body surfable. And when I was there, there was about six surfers waiting watching it what are you guys what are you guys doing they go oh we can't go out until the tide changes because it's just funnels out of that bay so quickly that they go if you go out you just 
keep going. Yeah, you just keep going. <laughs> you can't paddle against it. Um, yeah, so tell us a bit more about how it is surfing down. Like, what's your thickness of your wetsuit like? <laughs> yeah, at the moment, it's it's thick. And th- this is a cold start to winter. Yeah. So I've got a 5.4 fully hooded. I've got the booties. I've got the gloves. Wow. And after an hour, I'm cold. And it's to the point where I've got a five-liter tub of hot water in the car. So when mm. you get out, you can pour it down your wetty before you even think of changing. But it's to the point where... You know, I'll put some hot water in my booties before going in there so so my feet don't go numb. Because, yeah, in the early days, I'd have thin socks that were full of holes and you'd come out and you wouldn't feel your feet for two. It's like you're walking on stumps. You couldn't even feel the rocks you're hitting. And yeah, well. Yeah, you'd, you'd be in pain. Then I'd do a two-hour drive home and I'd just have the, the heater on full heat down mm. on your feet to try and get some feeling back by the end of the trip. Now, when you got to do all of that, the surf must be pretty you good to get you yeah. in. Have you ever just gone, it's pretty rubbish, but I'll, I'll just jump in for a laugh? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a trick to that as well. Sometimes I, I suit up at home and then you just committed because you're already <laughs> hot and sweating. It's like when you hop in the car in your jeans and T-shirt, you've got the heater on, you're comfortable, you grab your coffee and it's like, I'll, I'll look at... Winky, I'll you know, I'll look at Jan Jack, I'll look at Steps, I'll look at Torquay, and then an hour goes by and you're like, Oh man, is this is this happening? So when you're already geared up, ready to go, it it tends to work well. And also when you've got some backup as well, a few mates with you. Yeah, I mean it's I get scared about the cult. I don't, I don't like it. I'll be open and honest. When you when you're surfing in um, Fiji or Hawaii, the the water temperature just lures you into this false sense yeah. of security. Um, it would take quite a lot to to get me in the water down there. Um, what what's it like surfing oh, um, up surf's here? Surf's amazing. Well, well comparatively, uh, the, yeah, what, comparatively, what I'm trying to ask is that I mean, you mm. like. Um, with the East Coast, you, you even have so many like different a different range of um, beach breaks, reef breaks. Um, the undertow is different. The the bottom's different. The rock size is different. Like yeah. for me, I just think of Victoria as cold and hard and rocky and it uninspiring. Is, but, uh, there's I don't know. There's something not to sell Victoria to anyone, but as well, like <laughs> no, I, I I completely get what you're saying because the last couple of days up here, I'm I'm just like you guys are spoiled, mm. and then the vista and you know the yeah. mountains and the rocks and. Even tonight, being in there for the sunset session and seeing the colours and stuff. But with Victoria, there's like the water's really moody and dark, but there's there's something about the surf. It just the swell feels bigger. It's like really rolling. We don't mm. we don't tend to get our, our barrels. I've I've been some Mornington Peninsula side, Gunnamatta. I've been in some good barrels there. Probably the best left barrel I've ever had. Just you know, right in the zone, surfers swimming out and to the point where the surfers stop and start cheering mm. and fist bump you and you're like, yes, yeah. I want a good one. Mm. <laughs> um, but but on the other side, on the Torquay side, it's a bit calmer. The waves are, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. Like here, there's so many breaks as well. So if you go to Winky, Winky's a it's a freight train. It's mm. it's hard to stay in front of the, the wave. Like you have an amazing ride, but to keep that pace up, it generally, you, you see it overtake surfers. Mm. Um, and then a wave like 
you know, 13th Beach Beacons. It's that perfect shoulder. It's, I reckon it's made for, for body surfers. On, on Instagram, I've got one clip there where I had the GoPro on the head mount and it's 25 seconds clean face. So that was a four to five foot day. The camera doesn't do it justice, but mm. just the most amazing ride. And it's even to the point where you've got to do a couple of cutbacks just because you're getting ahead of it. So, you know, that perfect pace. Mm. Now, have you uh, managed to have a have a session at Urban Surf in uh, Melbourne? I have, yeah. I have. What, what are your thoughts on, on the artificial wave there? My first experience with Urban Surf was getting invited out by the um, the slide team. Right, and they, yeah, 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 they did their private little trip there. It was four hours. So two two-hour session then the hour lunch break and another two it's yeah it's pretty awesome mm. it's uh, it doesn't compare to the ocean but to like you know tweak your style and yeah what's it, it what is the water colder there or is it colder than you're in the ocean it's colder yeah. yeah so so we've got 14 degrees at the moment in vic the pool's nine degrees yeah it's ridiculous mm. it's ice cream headache like, <laughs> yeah I, I i haven't been back for a while um i did one session last year and really that was like an advanced turn left and and that was yeah it was a pretty pretty good time and we get, must have gone to urban surf on a good day because we were in our we were there the same day mate but like we were in our budgies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold yeah, yeah. Right. it was yeah. still cold it was chilly um Tell us about a time that it's gone a bit sketchy. It might have been, it might have been down there um, in Victoria. It might have been up here, like sharks, yeah. things like that. Like, what time have you gone? Oh. Body surfing's not the right thing for me. I shouldn't be doing it. Well, I've, I've actually, I, probably my sketchiest time wasn't body surfing. It was goat boating. So my brother and I had a double surf ski that we, we just used to love back in the day. And probably the biggest surf I've ever been on is this goat boat off Lennox Head. Um, but this particular day, going back to the home stomping ground, Kangaroo Island, Pennington Bay, absolutely pumping, like just four, four waves staggered out and mate we've we've just paddling hard just crested one and the whole surf skis just airborne lands halfway down the back of the wave it was pumping and the next wave was just looming over us cars were beeping on the on the (laughs) cliff face and we're like (sighs) you know and, and it's like quick turn around go 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 we're gonna get it gonna get it the surf ski gets lifted up. We're right on the lip. The lip's on the halfway point between my brother and myself. I'm sitting on the back. He's on the front. I've literally, I've done the hand on the shoulder. Nice knowing you, mate. And it ripped the, oh, no. the surf ski in half Jeez. in the air. It just, <laughs> and took about an hour and a half to get in. But it was to the point where I'm like, I can't make it anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, lay, lay on the beach for about two hours after that and then got in for a body surf because I'm like, can't, can't let it beat us. If we leave now, we're going to be scarred and not come back. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, been it, a, f- a few experiences like that. <laughs> how, how did you go body surfing after that? Yeah, well, shorey. <laughs> I could touch the sand. I was happy. <laughs> now, we might bring Wuffo in. Have you got a, a question for Andre? Oh, I'm just curious about like, um, 
the materials you're using for the boards. You said they're um, yep. So recycled plastic. Are they three D printed or are they from a mold or from a mold? So all of my prototyping was three D printed. Yep. Um, tweaked it until I got it to the point where I'm like, yep, okay, now I'm gonna outlay the big bucks, do the steel mold, the manufacturing. I wanted to keep it all in Australia. So um, I got the, the mold made locally in Victoria. Yep. The recycled plastic comes from Adelaide, you know, in the, the little pellet form. And then, yeah, plastic injection molding in Vic. Nice. So I do a, do a minimum run of, of 500. So I've only, I've got a, basically I started with 10 white ones and 500 grey ones because that's a, the minimum purchase. So once I, I start to get a bit more turnover mm. then i can start looking at different colors and different options cool. yeah now I, if, if someone wants to buy one where where do they get one yeah absolutely wampa.com.au nice nice and you'll be selling them here going door to door to each town Ab- absolutely <laughs> Offering a, bit of a discount maybe now how do you um what's the what's the strap situation like because i mean it's very contentious the yep. the how you put the the hand plane on your hand everyone has a different feel a different yeah. vibe um why did you decide to go with the strap um and then what's the kind of is there much technology around it um like i see it's got a little kind of um it's little got buckle yeah it got a buckle on it that's a bit yeah. a bit different that's yep. not the same as what well the, normally the, it's velcro that um is in most of the body surfing hand planes? Yeah. So um, basically, I wanted to do it as simple as possible. And I just found... I, I had utilised a hush hand plane and it just had a... Um, oh, basically a hemp or a canvas hand strap. And I just found it super comfortable... It wasn't over-engineered. I find a lot of them, you know, big and bulky, over-engineered. I, I do like it when you've, you know, you've got some protection for your hand with a bit of wetsuit material and stuff like that. But with a, with a soft canvas, I just found it super, super easy, basically. Comfortable on the hand. It doesn't pull. It doesn't, doesn't put pressure. Super easy to adjust in the surf as well you know to to tighten or loosen or when you change hands and basically i I was after keeping it as simple and accessible and as cheap as possible and yeah and better for the environment as well in my opinion so i've i've got a um a new zealand lady in victoria that does all the stitching for me as well so it's all like triple stitched and yeah I took a bit of inspiration from Bunnings, went to Bunnings and had a look at all their car straps and, you know, looked at a few of the different stitching designs mm. and went, yep, that's what I want and I'm, I'm after a soft canvas. In saying that, when the boys use it in the surf, I'm like, oh, please give me feedback, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Yeah. You know, some people prefer to, to have a wetsuit material on their hand. Mm. I just found it a bit... Um, you know, you, you sort of, you've got to set it perfectly to your hand. And if you're passing around in the surf, it's just not as easy for, for another mate to quickly tighten it up yep. and, and off you go. Mm. How does it go, like, changing hands in the surf? Maybe you've you got to change from left to right or do you ride tickler because you, you're pretty much strapped I, in? I ride tickler, which is oh, a... Which controversial? Is a, yeah, which is a, a weak point. I love... <laughs> 
I love a left. So mm. my preference is is definitely my left hand. Mm. So when I catch a right, I tend to do the double hand leading. Um, I can swap it, and and I've been trying to swap it to my right, but I just feel a bit awkward as I'm dropping mm. in. Once I'm on the way, that you know, it all goes nicely. Um, but a, a wave like Winky, anyway, the old double hand and getting your yeah the Superman sort of yeah, position, the, the yeah. Superman. You kind of need that for Winky mm. to just to keep pace with it and stay ahead of it. Mm. Yeah, There's. Do you find that? Um, just looking at the design, um, have you had much problems with the where the strap goes into the board? Because um, mate, I break I break straps yeah. on my hand planes all the time. Have you had much um, problems with the stitching or even the breaking of those joints? I, in all honesty, knock on wood, mm. I haven't had any issues at all. So my first prototype I was using for nine months before even, you know, even releasing it basically. So this is on the, um, the 3D printed hand plane before I did the mold. And yeah, no, no issues whatsoever. And, and also, you know, we've, we've where it attaches, it's only five mil thick mm. and that is, it's just solid as I've, I've had this in some crazy surf. Um, yeah. Probably the biggest, scariest surf I've had the Wamper in would be, um, it was Bell's Winky on a seven foot day. Mm. And that was, that was a one and done kind of day. <laughs> Every wave, my eyes were like saucers. And as the wave's going up, you're going, <laughs> 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 just, just freaking out. And even to get out there, You've got the Bell's Bowl. We had to go right to the far right-hand side of Bell's Bowl to swim around the whole lot mm. to get to Winky and just pray that a wipeout set wasn't going to get us. And <laughs> we, we got out there. Um, my mate Piers caught four bombs and I did the old, the one and done. Mm. I was probably out there for, for an hour and a half, two hours before working up the courage to, to drop on one. Mm. And once I was wiped out, it's like, yep, yep. in on the reef. I go in now. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why Womper? Why Womper is the name? Why I mean, Womper? Womp, yeah. Womp we've associated so much in Australian body surfing. And I know that uh, Womp Off is now retired. Um, but yeah, Womper, why, why the yeah, name? Yeah, I, I think it's a bit iconic. Um, initially, I actually wanted to call it Talk after Torquay, so T A. ORQ, mm. but there was an already a company overseas. Um, I'm not entirely sure where it was, but anyway, they had all, long story short, they had already registered it. Mm. And I was just throwing names around for the next three months. It, it was actually a, a big handbrake. I just couldn't think of another name and just Womp, womp Hand Planes just kept coming back. Mm. And then, um, you know, I, I was umming and ahhing about it, not too sure about it. Did yeah, did a few more tweaks, went to IP Australia and registrations and stuff like that to see what I could do and how. And um, just uh, and also with, with the design, the logo, just kept tweaking it. And then somehow just Wampa came into the mix. And and that was it. A little little tweak on Womp went to Womper, and it's like, yep, sounds sounds right. Mm. Let's go. And uh, it's like I think that it's really cool to have another um, recycled uh, material hand plane 
in in the scene. I I know that. Oh yeah, what War did it first? Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's really it's like, definitely the way of the future. Yeah, and Ricky is not someone that's precious about that stuff. You know, yeah. like he's like he actually loves to see people design products that are going to save the planet. Yeah, awesome. that's why he's in the game. You yeah. know, it's not a competition for him. And I think that more people should be encouraged to. To, to make recycled plastic hand planes. That's where we're going. We need to think more creatively about how we're going um, with that. So I think that it's really cool that you've awesome. um, designed this product. Um, it's it, it's a niche in the market because it's actually such a, um, a unique design. Um, you know what? It might not be for everyone, but the thing is there's a hand plane for everyone. And the great thing about body surfing is that you can have 20 hand planes. So many in your team. Like you don't Absolutely. need to have one. Like they're yeah. cheap enough to, that you can have 20. Like, uh, and that's what I love. Like I've got, uh, I've got a hand plane for different conditions, you know, and I, we spoke to Rich and we spoke to lots of different um, body surfers over the past few years and like they'll have four or five mm. in their quiver and they go, yeah. I ride this one on the, on the big days and I ride this one on the small days and then I ride the Pipo and it's hollow and slow and then I ride, like so yeah. there, there's always a um, there's always a plane for horses for courses really oh absolutely and so for 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 you trying to sell this plane um, what like is it an all condition plane or is it do, I, do you like it in specific conditions I wouldn't say it's an all condition hand plane just like really nice big pumping surf say two three foot four five it it's just you know it's in its element but mm. if it's washed out whitewash it it's no good you might yeah you might yeah. as well just go out no hand plane and that's um, what yeah that's what i've yeah. heard with some of the thinner planes yeah that absolutely. It, it needs clean conditions yeah. you know because they they don't have the same kind of resistance that yeah. some of your thicker thicker well, boards you just do. don't have the volume either no. so it, it's not really assisting you even um the coolant wedge was only half a foot a foot mm. if you were lucky the the first um competition that i went out with i didn't even take the hand plane mm. out because it just wasn't worth it but as soon as you get surf that we've got here at the moment yeah. at, at Boomers and Lighthouse, yeah, she's in her element, and that's it's, it. And it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's the trade-off of yeah. it as well. Like it yeah. it locks into a line, and it keeps you there. You know, yeah, it's got absolutely. That, it's got that design element that's going to keep you locked into um, the position that you want in the wave. And I can even see because it's it, it's it's small enough that it's not going to impact your swimming either. So it's no. like, even if you take it out in that smaller surf, you're still going to like, you still get the natural feel of body surfing um, rather than having a big hand plane on. Like I, I know that. Absolutely. And that's yeah. one of the big selling points for me as well. And particularly adding your, your pumping waves, like, you know, Winky Bell's 13th. Mm. It, it just assists your swimming stroke as well. You swim mm. as you normally would. But it's giving you that that extra, you know, paddle power basically, which is absolutely brilliant. And then from a um, from a safety perspective, I always breach now with the hand plane up in front of my head because at, at Winky you've got free surfers coming down on top of you, and you're basically coming yeah. up with a, a shield every time you duck dive a wave. And I've I've hit a few boards like you know came. Yeah, I'm up time. and the, the fin's straight on top of you, and 
it's been brilliant. I think uh, that's good natural practice, actually, because yeah. oh yeah, I, I I've been doing that as well. But like for anyone listening, start doing it because oh, you don't want to. I saw a picture on Corey Sainsbury's fo- uh, phone last night, and it was a board to face incident at oh. Voodoo, and just it, it, there was no bottom lip there. Yeah, you know, and it's like Not so pleasant. when you when you're out playing with surfboards really we're down the food chain you know so yeah and they don't care that's the thing and like so more protection the better so i reckon yeah board in front of your face when you when you're coming through the um back of the way that's a good practice to do works really well and it's kind of shape if you turn it upside down it kind of like is a shape of a shield isn't it no other way around absolutely yeah yeah yeah. no 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 no. (laughs) Uh, that way yeah 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 it's like a traditional shield that you'd see it's funny that you say that because i was actually looking at that going oh that would be a cool logo on a hat i'll just do the romper (laughs) upside down have it as a shield there you go merch yeah, yeah. We'll take some royalties on that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need some more merch, so I'll work on that next. Get maybe get some caps and hoodies and t-shirts happening, yeah, and get you get your crew together. Yeah, That's absolutely. It. Anywho, we got to get you, out do of you here. Do you want to sign up? No, I'm a, I'm a free agent. I don't. I'm not allowed to endorse any products, but I'll take you know, I'll take whatever you know. <laughs> we'll do some uh, third party deals. That's all good. Um, anyways, we got to get out of here because I'm I'm keen for some dinner. But um, thank yeah, you very much, we're Andre. Having, we're having chili. Guys. Yeah, chili cook off. Bit of a cook off. All right. Well, uh, nice. we're missing the chili cook off. <laughs> we are missing the chili cook off. Uh, missing the chili cook off. The Body Surf Podcast is proudly sponsored by Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy. Do more in the bedroom with Steady Freddy, a spray designed to give you a more fulfilling love life. G'day, it's your new delay spray, Spray On Play On. Formulated by a medical doctor, Steady Freddy has fast and discreet delivery. Express posted. It'll come fast, but you won't. And it has a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. Make the good times last. Steady Freddy Control Spray fits right in your pocket, so you're always ready to go. Always read the label and follow directions for use. Make you longer, last longer. And Steady Freddy are giving Body Surf Podcast listeners $10 off their control spray and a free three-pack of ultra-thin condoms when you use promotional code BODYSURF. 100% of Steady Freddy reviews would recommend this product to a friend. So what are you waiting for? Go to SteadyFreddy.com and try it today. Check out SteadyFreddy.com and get $10 off and a free three-pack of ultra-thin condoms when you use promotional code BODYSURF. Steady Freddy is a sponsor of the Body Surf podcast. Check out SteadyFreddy.com and grab some good gear today. You. Andre, thank you so much for your time uh, tonight. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you out in the surf tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, I'm free for a dawny. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Would you like to do the sign? Would you like to do the sign off, or would you I like to maybe use yeah. the sign off? Well, oh, what? You can phone a friend. Yeah, phone a friend. You can phone a friend. You want me to do it? Yeah. No, 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 no. You're meant no. to whisper what it is, so we don't have to say, say <laughs> what it is. He can hit the, you can, we can hear you, Woofer. <laughs> you meant to whisper it. <laughs> it's always overhead when it's body surfing. <laughs> That's better, actually. I'm going to start using that. <laughs>